Hello, I'm Carrick MacDonald and this is Halfway to Borough, the two towns local history show on Cam Glen Radio. In this programme, I talk to poet, artist and photographer Christina malavi Quarell. I've worked with Christina before, making radio programmes for this series, the last one being about the Benny Lynch Heritage Trail. Before that, we'd made programmes with the People's Past, People's Future group, which is one of the community groups in which he's involved. Christina tells me about the importance of groups like People's Past, People's Future to their members and to her personally. She began by telling me about her passion for libraries, in particular Rutherglen Library, and describes the important and evolving role it plays within the community. Um, I want to talk about the last uh, 20 years um, where Rutherglen has become an important part of my life um, and I'm now age 72, so that's from about age 52 um, and I retired officially at age 60, although I still took on other uh, small pieces of work. I think the first thing to say is that uh, I'm not from Rutherglen um, but I've come to feel that I'm very much part of it in the last 20 years and I live nearby. And the reason I feel so much part of uh, Rutherglen is mainly due to the library and the community groups that I'm part of. And the way I came to the library, the Rutherglen Library, was uh, partly because my local library, which was Kings Park Library, uh, was closed down, sadly, and uh, therefore I had to find myself another library, which was Rutherglen Library. Uh, libraries have always been a, a big, big part of my life, as it is for many uh, people from working-class communities, and it's where I was as a child growing up in uh, Govan Hill. We lived near the library, and uh, books in the library were, were very important. It was a great escape. And uh, as a child, I was very impressed by libraries and how they were so quiet and organised and orderly, and um, that even adults weren't allowed to uh, shout or, or argue and so on and so on. So libraries have always... Um, I've, I've always loved libraries. If my premium bonds come up tomorrow, I'd buy myself a library. Rutherglen Library, I think, is a great, great asset to this community, as are most libraries, and sadly some we're losing across Scotland uh, right now. Um, one, because they are safe spaces. They are free when you walk in, although we pay for them in more taxes, and I'm very happy to do so. And uh, there are staff groups within libraries that are very, very helpful. Um, and books are can be good friends to uh, most children, young people and adults at any time in their life. And it's the whole sense of a world of uh, informal education, if you like, at your fingertips. So uh, I'm very, very passionate about libraries. Now, when I came to uh, Rutherglen to look at different community groups or to be part of different community groups, 
I, I really didn't know what was around, so the library helped me that way because you could ask and they would tell you what was going on. Um, and I found a number of groups. The group that I'm part of now and I have been for 12 years is the Busy Bees uh, craft group, which meet in Rutter Hall. And I'm also part over 12 or 13 years of a community group which started out uh, under a title of political literacy. It's now called People's Past, People's Future. And in both those groups, the library has been a great uh, asset and support to to the work that I've been involved with in, in those groups. Um, now, my understanding is that in Rutherglen there was once a community centre, and I think that's where the primary school is now built on. And within the community centre, uh, I, I know from other people within the groups that I'm part of that there was uh, various other community groups. I think what I have uh, observed over the last sort of 20 years coming up and down to Rutherglen, as it is in other parts of uh, uh, Scotland, is that community at times has been very undermined by the lack of spaces to meet and the lack of uh, community centres to build community. And this is where the library and places like the Rooter Hall and places like the church groups and the chapel groups and chapel spaces have come in to try to fill that void. Because without a space to meet, how do you build community? Also, both the groups that I'm part of, there was a key worker, if you like, that was supporting those groups. Um, uh, and their their passion for the group and their uh, values were were all about community and they really uh, brought so much to the group which was good for us all and all the people within the group have their own skill sets which they also contributed um, now not being from Rutherglen and talking at times to folk that are from Rutherglen I, I, I hear people saying how it used to be and I think that again is the same for many communities across Scotland from the 1970s things have changed so dramatically and uh, in my view my humble view community has been very very undermined and set aside um, so I understand that people have got memories of when it was it felt much more like a community mm. but I, I, I observed that there is a lot of community in Rutherglen People work very, very hard to try to keep community together. I think in schools, in libraries, in faith groups, in uh, political groups. And it, it may seem to some folk that there's not as much as there should be, and I wouldn't disagree with that. But I think it's also having to look at what we do have um, in Rutherglen at, at, at this time um, and I can only talk about my own personal experience. And when I first came to the library and to the groups that I'm in, I I, I was um, struggling with uh, not so much what to do, but how to get myself to do uh, something within what, what was called a, a retirement phase. So it was about my age, early 60s. I also was in quite a, a very painful bereavement process 
after losing two sisters within 13 months. Um, and I really found it hard at times to get out of the house. I found it hard to talk to people. Um, I found it hard to engage, which is not really my nature. But I went along to the Busy Bees and I found a group of women there about my own age and older, all who had experienced many uh, circumstances in life, loss being one of them. And I felt very much at home within that group. And um, although it took some time, I felt the group contributed so much to my own process of grieving and um, growing and accepting the reality that uh, I was in with uh, the loss of my sisters. And I have seen that happening within both groups that I'm in. So when we talk about community and we talk about groups and we talk about places like the library supporting people, um, it's it's particularly for per, perhaps over 60s uh, and, and right into 90s, there is support uh, within these groups for mental health, for bereavement, um, for social enjoyment and um, particularly in the Busy Bees group uh, over the last 12 years that I've been there given that it is an older adult women's group um, we have had up to maybe seven women have passed through that time to do with health issues and age some into their 90s my again what I could see happening in the group was that um, when there was purpose and structure for the women that were coming to the group, we were learning new skills, we had a laugh, we were sharing, we shared food, we had days out. Um, there was a whole uh, enjoyable world there. That's not to say that everybody got on all the time either, but it was a, it still is a great group for sharing and um, acknowledging life. I found great stories as a writer. That was wonderful for me. Everybody had a story um, and we had many, many talks about life growing up in Scotland and ancestors and parents and so on. So wonderfully rich um, time. Now, added to that, uh, as my background in community work, uh, particularly with, with women, I could see very clearly that women in situations, very serious situations where their health, there was a, 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 a sense of purpose and a sense of support which carried some women through longer periods at their end-of-life journeys. That was that was very clear, and uh, I thought that was an amazing community um, support, uh, and uh, the, the that's something that you can't put a price on, and it's very hard to make happen. Um, but groups, some groups can make that happen, uh, and within that group, that 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 was definitely what was what was going on. Um, you know, women that were at end of life and very unwell would have crawled through broken glass to get to the group on a Friday. Mm. And uh, I really admired and applauded that. And sometimes it was about organising buses or taxis or whatever. And same with outs and trips and so on. And the other group that I was that I'm part of, there was uh, that was also there, and uh, we had younger 
uh, folk in that group, maybe in their forties, uh, fifties, and so on. But again, it was. It's, I do believe in the power of group work. It takes it takes a lot of work to keep a group cohesive and mm. keep it going, and we've had very good people helping us with that and supporting us with that. Um, and everybody's got to contribute. Um, but if 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 there's no places to meet, groups can't thrive and grow. Yeah. And uh, mental health can't be helped or physical uh, and and. And enjoyment, you know, uh, there's just so much to enjoy mm. within that. Now, added to that, because I was in the groups that I'm in, workers in the library, when I came to speak to them about poetry that I wanted to display, art that I wanted to display, exhibitions and displays that I wanted to put in, welcomed me. Mm. That That's an amazing gift, because not, not everybody does welcome you know, community people coming in and saying, could I do this, could I do that, whatever. But I had that right from the beginning. Um, And so far, uh, you know, we've had, I've had poetry displays, we've had art displays, I've had the Benny Lynch Heritage Trail display, we've also had um, uh, artwork put up uh, across the library, and we've been in and out, I've been in and out as part of different groups putting on things. Uh, like the Mark McGinn uh, Day and International Women's Day. I'm Carrick MacDonald, and you're listening to Halfway to Borough, the Two Towns local history show on Cam Glen Radio. In this programme, I'm talking to poet, artist and photographer Christina Malavi-Quarell. All, all, all of this, when I was working in the 1980s, would have been in community halls. And I think you've really got to applaud the library that it's and the staff group that now actually act not just as librarians, but as in some ways as community workers. Mm. And you know, within the library, you can see that uh, sometimes uh, service users there are mental health issues, there are support and learning needs. There's uh, diversity, and and library staff have got to uh, work hard and have the the values to, you know, um, deal with so many different situations. Mm. Whereas if you go back when I was growing up, you know, uh, librarians had quite a set role and uh, didn't really deviate. Mm. So uh, I, th- I think in in Rutherglen, as a Community and as parts of communities, library is pivotal to that in many ways and quite central. Um, and uh, how we would, you know, I can't imagine how this community would thrive in the way that it does without the library. Yeah. I mean, even uh, a couple of years ago, it was open on Christmas Day for. To, to, for people that were perhaps you know uh, somewhere to go and you know it's, it's went mm. above and beyond mm. what we would as we grew up knew mm. what libraries uh, did you know mm. which was basically you borrowed a book mm. you brought it back <clears throat> you might speak to the librarian to ask and have you got this book or whatever but now they do they do it's, it's so much mm. so I mean my my you know, my my hope would be that we keep our library yeah. forever and that we build on it and the Heritage Centre. Um, because when we talk about community, 
we have to look with a bird's eye view into a community like Rutherglen and mm. say, okay, wh- what are the compass points of this community mm. or what are the the, the structures and organisations that make it really try to flourish as best it can. Mm. And for me, and I, ha- I have grown personally uh, within the, the, these last 10, 12 years, and I hope I've con- contributed as well, um, the library has been one of the, the, the places where that uh, personal growth uh, and, and support and enjoying doing work that you're not paid for mm that people like and and support. Um, you know, I think if you're blessed enough to live to retirement and uh, you want to keep doing, uh, you know, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. um, then you really have to have something that excites you enough to get you out of bed in the morning. And libraries do that for mm-hmm. me. Um so, uh, and uh, within community, the, the groups that I'm in at this point in time. Um, but so even both groups, so so much um, I've been able to bring from the groups into the library mm-hmm. and have that sort of triangle of support, yeah. which mm-hmm. extends everything that I've been doing as a, as a writer and as, as a poet and an artist. You know, you could... Like, for example, we're doing quilting in the Busy Bees groups just now, which is so exciting, very enjoyable. And the library have um, I brought to the library an idea about a quilt display and they've agreed. So that's going to happen in May. Now, um, that that's something for all the women in the group to get, you know, uh, involved in, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And then all, all the, the work that we've done through the the other group, the People's Past, People's Future group, um, and you can come to the library and ask them. Mm. I mean, the the Benny Lynch um, talk that we did this year with uh, Peter Mortimer, uh, I just came in and spoke to uh, Julie, and within three weeks it was organised and delivered. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you can get better than that, and I think Mm -hmm. we we couldn't get everybody into the room, you know. Um, and there's lots of other groups have mm-hmm. lots of uh, yeah. days uh, in here as well, um, like that. So I really want to uh, give praise to uh, our wonderful library, the, the staff group within it, the Heritage Centre. Mm-hmm. I think it contributes daily to the quality of life to uh, folk in Rutherglen. Uh, I wish everybody had a library card. I, mm. I, I can't believe that some people don't use the library. Um, mm. And perhaps that's something that should be looked on as a sort of campaign of mm. sorts. Mm. Um, you know, and, and and sometimes just to come into the library as a child or an adult and try to sign up for a card, for some people that can be daunting. Mm. So there there might be ways that we can right. look at that to, to, to change that. Um and uh, you know we've got the the computers and uh, all of that too, and I wish there was more resources put into the mm. library. But I understand that councils are very strapped and yeah. and that's difficult. But um, I, I think we have to fight hard to keep our libraries if we can. And I'm very sad for communities that their libraries mm. are currently closed or are, are closing. It does not make sense when you think that in. My father's generation, there were opening libraries, opening mm. swimming pools. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the two things that probably contribute more to the health of a nation than anything you can think of 
uh, and yet some of them are uh, disappearing, you know. So um, I, I, I think uh, rather than library, we'll, we'll stay and go on to do, you know, good work. And I certainly would be behind that uh, as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So let's hear it for libraries. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thinking back to the origins of this particular building, Back in the early 1900s, it was funded by Andrew Carnegie, as you know. So there's about 3,000 Carnegie libraries throughout the world. That's right. And I think before this library was built, there were other libraries in the town. But they were, I think, called subscription libraries. Uh, they were only free, as they are now. It was almost like a club that you joined. You paid mm-hmm. so much a year, and I think you paid for getting a book out. I can't remember how it was. It wasn't an awful lot of money mm-hmm. by today's standards. But even back then, though... If you were keen enough to get a book out, you would pay your annual subscription and pay your so much pence per, per taking a book out or whatever. So back in those days, before this library, you had to pay for your library facilities. Yeah. You know, and people did, and they were well subscribed. And that was a huge thing back in sort of Victorian Britain, mm-hmm. subscription libraries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eventually, in due course, as it is now, they were taken over by local authorities and run... Uh, as they are today but thinking back to the origin before this particular building I'm sure it was a, a subscription basis mm. which you know and how 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 visionary of local authorities to see that libraries well, and education <clears throat> and how uh, much more equal it was that uh, people had access to books you know mm. particularly working class people and people sure. in poverty you know um, but Let's hope, rather than Aye. stays open forever. Let's hope so. <laughs> Let's hope so. You mentioned the importance there of the, the key workers in the groups that are involved. Is it worthwhile giving them a, a name check? A, a, a... Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the worker uh, in both groups at one point, uh, the paid worker was Anne Glasgow, mm-hmm. and I think she'd be a good person to speak to too, yep. because her her, <clears throat> her knowledge of community work in Rutherglen Canvas Lang um, and then in the Busy Bees, uh, sadly not here now, but Wilma Donoghue was our chair yeah. for a good number of, for, for uh, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, we also uh, have currently uh, uh, Isabel McCormick, who's one of our tutors, and I think Isabel's now 20 years with that group, mm-hmm. and uh, we were older than me, and I couldn't keep up her pace. I can tell you, mm-hmm. um, a wonderful, wonderfully talented uh, uh, teacher, mm-hmm. and just an all-round wonderful woman. Sure. Um, in the people's past, people's history group, as I say, Anne Glasgow was our beginning uh, community worker, and we also had a lot of support from um, a man called John Powell's, who. Uh, and Glasgow got funding to bring in, and his background was w- within uh, songs of political resistance, and he was uh, very knowledgeable about Norman Buchan and um, Matt McGinn, um, Adam McNaught and all of that. So we did a lot of work mm. around uh, the area here when it was the folk singing and so on, mm. which I would love to see back again as mm. well. Um, and I didn't know a lot about that time, but when you think how how much came from that, mm. uh, that Rutherglen was uh, involved in all of that so early on. 
Adam McNaughton is my lovely neighbour, I have to say also. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he, he did come along to the People's Past, People's Future group a number of years ago and give us uh, some songs and some history, which was great. Yeah, so it seems to me there's quite a lot of history here to do with music and song yeah. and uh, folk music, but not simply folk music, yeah. uh, social history music. Um in in Rutherglen that could be could be revived if there were people like mm. I'd love to see a Matt <clears throat> McGinn festival once a year, mm. and maybe the library could support that as well, the town hall and so on. Um, but I think uh, ways to put Rutherglen in the map. There's just, there's so much talent mm. and mm. so much could go on, and I think in the schools they do a lot with yeah. singing and uh, music and so on. But it's how you need someone like you know that. A couple of people or a a group that will pull it all together because the organisation is a lot of time and work. Mm. But um, I would love to see the uh, you know a story of how how all that began, mm. you know, in some kind of drama forum. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be well subscribed. Sure. There was a, a a little small play put on about maybe eight years ago, maybe more than that, in the town hall, and it was Matt, about Matt McGinn. Mm. It, the the group of a community group that put it on uh, had it together within ten weeks and it was five pound to get it to go in. Mm. It was well subscribed. The hall was full, and uh, it was very simple. It was some songs, somebody telling you a wee bit of his history, mm. but more songs, a wee bit about his political life. But it was it was wonderful. Mm. It was wonderful, mm. and it was very very warmly re- received. Mm-hmm. So more like that, right, which yeah. some of uh, the people's past people's history, uh, future group has done. We've done tenement tales and yeah. on the wee bus and all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I, th- I think uh, you know there's there's a lot of folk from uh, Rutherglen not here now, sadly, but that. Rather can be very proud of, particularly in terms of mm. folk history, <clears throat> singing, social history, you know. Um, so that 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 would be, and the Mark McGinn uh, afternoon in the library here. I think we had a hundred. There was like one hundred and fifty people, mm-hmm. and we could have put in more. I think you could have something like that once every couple yeah. of months, but. Mm-hmm. I can't organise it because I'm no. already doing too much. <laughs> well, but let's put a call out to him to the will. <laughs> yes, I'm Carrick Macdonald. And you've been listening to Halfway to Borough, the Two Towns Local History Show on Cam Glen Radio. In this programme, you heard me talking to Christina Malarvi-Corell about her involvement in local community groups. Many thanks to Christina for taking the time to talk to me. My conversation with Christina was recorded in February 2023. The music was by Sugal Nifty. I hope you enjoyed this programme and that you can join me again next time. Until then, thanks for listening. Radio is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk.
You are listening to Press Pause on Cam Glen Radio. This is a program that focuses on nature sounds to promote relaxation and mindfulness. For the next half an hour, you will hear the sounds of the River Teeth and Calendar. <laughs> 